I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this is the Always the Critic podcast, where a couple of friends review the latest movies, except we literally have zero qualifications to do so. Jessica, how are you doing today? Doing quite well. It is the uh, start of a new week. I have so much I need to watch. <laughs> And it's because I signed up for a bunch of podcasts, not just the Thibok podcast. And I have like so many shows I have to watch. My I, goodness. I don't know why I did this to myself, <laughs> but <laughs> I guess it's because I love it. But at the same time, I'm like, wow. So I don't, I don't have any weekends. I don't have. You don't have <laughs> a life outside like of. Podcast prep. Yeah. Podcast yeah. prep. Oh, I got a show to watch. I got a movie yeah. to watch. I got this to yeah. watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And on top of that, there was, uh, you know, prepping for what we're doing today as well. Yeah. But this was, you know, pretty simple, I would say. I would say so. It didn't take hours and hours of no. my life. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, but um, this past weekend was Mother's Day weekend. Yes. What did you do? Uh, so for me and my family, uh, we took our mom to the Boardwalk Inn at Disney, uh, an overnight staycation. Um, Thank you. Yeah, we had dinner at Ale and Compass, a really nice restaurant at Yacht Club right across the lake. Ah. Uh, we went, did you take the ferry? Uh, we did not take the ferry. What? Uh, because my mom's, you know, like kind of like a little bit like sensitive mm. right now so you know we kind of rolled her around the boardwalk and went around oh to, okay you just walked it yeah we just walked it but yeah, it yeah. you know it was like a seven eight minute walk nothing big yeah, um yeah. and then we finished the night with fireworks at epcot while eating creme brulee <laughs> i did see your tiktok yes. about eating the creme brulee Heck yeah. with the wes anderson music yeah obituary <laughs> by from yes i can't remember which movie it is i want to say was it the most recent one was i think it was the french the french dispatch right yeah i want to say it I was think so yeah that's where the music's from if you've been on tiktok you know the song <laughs> uh so yeah that was our saturday night and then sunday uh, we had breakfast, went to Epcot again, and just, you know, it was a fun time to just spend with our mom and everything like that. So that was really cool. Absolutely. How about you? Yes. I did not spend it with my mother. I called her and wished her a happy Mother's Day. I asked her if my dad had made her breakfast. She goes, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I go, what are you guys doing? They uh, went out to eat at a new breakfast place. They love eating at new places. So she was really excited to do that. We sent her a really big gift card to her favorite store. And we'll see her, I think, Memorial Day weekend. Ah, there you go. That's a good weekend. Which will be basically chilling by the pool because they got a new pool. Nice. And they're thrilled to have a pool. The pool is super nice. Their backyard's like an oasis. So it'll be barbecue pool like the old days like when we were teenagers you know yeah 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 it'd be good i remember those days back when growing up down in south florida we had our pool as well sometimes having people Mm -hmm. over for pool parties and stuff that was always fun we have a pool here but like we never we barely ever you never get in your pool ever uh, i wouldn't say ever but it's rare when i get in my pool it's rare now at this point i don't know why I should take advantage more of it, but I don't. <laughs> um, but uh, so, yeah, so all of this to say, we obviously, you know, went through Mother's Day here. 
uh, here in the United States, I know, is where we celebrate Mother's Day. But, you know, celebrate your mom whenever you can. Here, uh, there, we didn't have a new movie that we wanted to review. Uh, well, J-Lo came out with a movie. She did. Uh, called The Mother. <laughs> uh, that's exact. It's a Netflix movie. It's it's basically it's basically taken, but with Jennifer you Lopez. You watched it? No, no, no. I saw the trailer. Oh, but okay. it's basically taken with Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, like she's uh, like okay. a CIA thing or whatever. Fine. Um, fine. Eventually, I'll get around to it. But I think we were kind of more under the um, idea and the spirit of, hey, we really like our mothers, of course, yeah. and we want to celebrate motherhood. And yeah. how do we do that here on this podcast? Through our favorite movie moms, you yeah. know? So uh, when when you think, when I brought that to you, like, our, or well, you brought it to me, actually, the idea. I did suggest it to you, yeah. So when you thought of the idea, like, in your head, what is, like, the ideal, like, mom that you envision when you're thinking about movies like characteristics some of the things that you kind of oh my like. god it runs the gamut okay it does like, right we have we could have easily done like worst movie moms <laughs> and we would have had characters and performances to spare but i think that when you when you list off best movie moms you think of the moms that teach you something, the moms that leave an impression with you, give you the warm and fuzzies, make you feel nostalgic for your childhood, make you feel like you long for that time in your life, maybe when you uh, had a mom, missed your mom, growing up with your mom, so Mm -hmm. on and so forth. Um, They inspire you, or I think more often than not, they just like kick ass. Ah, yes, that is true. And they kick you in the pants. They, they, <laughs> so. they do. And there's definitely some on our list that definitely will kick your ass for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, I actually was about to enter this entire exercise. Uh, my top five movie moms and just be like uh, uh, <laughs> uh, the mom from Psycho. and <laughs> <laughs> The mom from Carrie. <laughs> yeah. And then no wire hangers. You know, just like. <laughs> That was going to be my top five. But no, I wanted to like play. Don't get cute with it. I know. Don't get cute with it. So I figure we can kind of first touch on some people who did not make either one of our lists. But just mm-hmm. quick little shout out to these people. Yeah. So what happened was you said top five and I heard top ten. <laughs> so I, I have way more honorable mentions than you do. Yes, that but is true. Here goes some of mine. I have Maria Von Trapp, mm. played by Julie Andrews in The Sound of Music. Okay. I have Evelyn Abbott, played by Emily Blunt from that's, A Quiet Place. That's a good... I mean, she that's literally gave birth in the first one. I know. I know. I know yeah. what she did. <laughs> I have um, Albert Goldman, played by Nathan Lane in The Birdcage. I see what you did there. Nice. Because at the end of the movie, he says, he introduces him and says, this is my mom. And it's very emotional. I'm already like sort You're of emotional. You're kind of already emotional like, from yeah. that. <laughs> so I also have Sandra Bullock in The Blind Side, Queenie played by Taraji P. Henson in The Curious Case of Benjamin mm. Button, Brie Larson in, in Room. Room, yeah, Sally Field in Steel Magnolias, which I think is of a different generation, but I holds up and it's very, very difficult to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. And then this is a really 
might be a poll for some people, but it's not for me. Littlefoot's mom in the land before time. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's not a bad one. <laughs> there's more where that came from. Oh, I bet. Um, so speaking of Sally Field, you could also make a case for Mrs. Gump, you know, from Forrest Okay, Gump. but that's she's actually in my top five. Oh, I am so sorry about that. Yeah, you should be. Okay, you so let's be. go ahead and let's talk about our top fives. <laughs> I'll let you go first. Who is okay. your number five? So my number five is Mrs. Gump, okay, played by Sally Field. I think there's something really special about this role for her, and it spans, obviously, Forrest Gump's entire childhood and into adulthood. And when they call and say, like, his mom is sick, and he just jumps into the water, like, I don't feel like many people many people can relate to just like dropping everything mm-hmm. you know yeah. and going to their mom going to her bedside figuring out how they can help and that feeling of i just want to be there right? yeah, yeah she's yeah, done yeah. so much for me she's given us <laughs> lines like life's like a box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna get and ensuring that he went to a good school and got endorsement deals <laughs> and was just taken care of this role is really special, and I like Sally Field in it. Yeah, she she is great in just about any role, obviously. But oh, yeah, yeah the, in this movie, just showing uh, what she's willing to do as a mother for her son, uh, yeah. just going the extra mile. And um, is there a particular moment in the movie involving her that you know really like brings it home for you, like why she's in your top five? Uh, I like when she talks to Forrest uh, when he comes home after she's been diagnosed with uh, the illness, her illness that takes her out. I think that was just really brilliant Mm -hmm. and poignant. Obviously, I think when when he's younger and his legs are in the um, contraption to straighten them out, She's very fierce, and she, you have these moments that are like, what, you never seen a little boy with leg braces before? <laughs> and she's, like, agitating the people that are just looking at Forrest. So I just think the final sequence, I guess, with her. Yeah, the final sequence with her is really mm-hmm. good. Very, It really brings the movie home. Yeah. It really does. All right, so that's your number five. Yeah, yeah. M- my <laughs> Thanks number- for ruining it, though. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my number five is Rosie Betzler, uh, played by Scarlett Johansson in Jojo Rabbit. Oh, shit. Yeah. So. Oh, shit. This is a mother living oh, my in 1930s, 1930s Germany who is not a sympathizer with the Nazi party, but she has a son who's part of like the Hitler youth. And, you know, she's doing her best to try to instill in him not to have that hate to towards other people that uh-huh, you know uh-huh. that like she she lets him be a kid but at the same time she's always instilling lessons to him always talking to him about what is the right thing to be doing without trying to out herself as a person who's defected who's on the other free-minded. side <laughs> who's free-minded in a very in a dictatorship you know um i think uh, some of the moments that kind of stand out for me are uh, there's a time where she's like playing with her son like at the dinner table and like he's very like adamant like 
he is a Nazi. And like she's like trying to get to him by just showing him love and care. Um, another moment that stands out is when she's just dancing. She's just trying to show him like life is full of just uh-huh. love, energy, just all this great stuff that the other side is not really showing, you know? So, yes, yeah, those moments. And then, of course, the most affecting moment in that movie is. I, well, it's. I think it's the rudest thing that Taika Waititi <laughs> has ever done. It really film. is. It really is. It is arresting you like the breath leaves your body. I still remember being in the theater and watching that scene and you couldn't you could hear a pin drop. Yeah. Yeah. In the theater. Was... You but as you know, the camera pans back and you see her feet her in shoes. the shoes mm-hmm. that she usually wears right next to his head. So there she's hanging. She's hung. Oh my god. Yeah. The loss of that character is immense, not just in the character's life, but in the movie itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you kind of at the end of the movie, they bring it back with him dancing with the girl that was in hiding. Yeah. And just that sense of freedom and like that his mother, it was very much the spirit of his, of his mom, mom and the the freedom and joy that she instilled in him. Yeah. It, it, it finally manifested itself at that moment. Yeah. That that piece of of her lived on. Yeah. Through him. Yeah. So yeah, so that was my number five, Rosie well, damn. from Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, they Okay. After that it, it gets a lot more playful and stuff. That was just <laughs> I think that was the only like really like serious one. But uh we'll we'll get to the rest of mine. But Jesus. before we do, what's your number four? My number four is Ellen Ripley, played by Sigourney Weaver in Aliens. This has a lot to do with uh found family and being a stepmother and or a, a foster mother. And all of the alien movies are about motherhood. Like, in some way, shape, or form, they are about motherhood. And in in the second movie, this, you know, sequel, Aliens, it's never more evident than Ellen Ripley adopting the little girl, yeah. Newt, and juxtaposing her with the alien mother, <laughs> which we see at the end of the movie. And there's this whole fight between the two moms. I think... Ellen Ripley is, again, very fierce. She is unstoppable in the movie. She's incredibly protective. And that's something that both mothers have in common, like both the alien mother and alien Ellen Ripley. So I just love freaking Sigourney Weaver kicking ass anytime. Of course. course. Her role and how it evolved in the Alien franchise is amazing. Yeah, she's incredible. And it's an incredible character because I think most people, when they first think uh, Ellen Ripley, they'll think, you know, like kick-ass woman, you know. But, it, you know, if you pay attention to the series, if you, especially Aliens, like the fact that role she takes on as a mother like that is 
very powerful and it's such a great role model uh again found family uh yeah that that's a great choice for a top five for sure for sure for sure yeah uh so i'll go to my number four my number four is queen ramonda played by angela bassett from black panther Ah, that's a good one too i can't believe we have two different one yeah we have two different ones so far in our in our top fives here oh wow okay so talk to me about ramonda confidence and power like this is a woman who exudes both of well yes of course (laughs) exudes both of those qualities and style as well but without but not without flaw you know she's still a woman who even for the right reasons sometimes doesn't do exactly the right thing sometimes uh she still is she has such a burden on her shoulders after part one of black panther uh in part two in wakanda forever she has taken back that mantle of queen but she also has to be a mother to shuri you know shuri is dealing with the loss of her brother and she uh ramanda is dealing with the loss of a son as well so how do you that's a balancing act there like you have to still be strong to the people outside while also still instilling in your child that it's not over you know there's still more to life there is still more that we can do yeah there's a huge difference between the rest of the names that we've mentioned so far and ramonda she's royalty she is she is royalty she's a leader yeah not that the other ladies can't be leaders or aren't leaders but She's actually the leader of a country, Mm -hmm. and it's absolutely the case that she's strong. And it's about a lot of part two, part two, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, is about navigating grief but not crumbling. Exactly. Yes. Because if you notice... exactly what she exudes. You'll notice whenever she's in public, she has that strong character, that... Uh, that front-facing facade of strength and lever. Well, I wouldn't say facade, but it's more like she shows off the leadership and power, but it's in the vulnerable moments, in the moments, the quiet with her daughter, where she does, you know, become vulnerable and becomes let her, letting her know her thoughts and feelings. She can't show that with everyone because she knows that the world will try to take advantage, uh, just like they try to do at the beginning of the movie. Uh, but... I really enjoy the moments where she is tr- talking with Shuri. She she knows the value of faith because that movie is kind of like a faith versus, faith versus science, science argument. She understands the important role of faith in your family, in how that can bring together a community. You know, it's not just her and her daughter, but it's the entire kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. of Wakanda. So, yeah, I, I think that that's just uh, a great, great aspects of a mother that she also translates into being a queen as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my number four. Nice. Okay. My number three, this is a poll, but this is very personal. Rose Castorini <laughs> played by Olympia Dukakis in Moonstruck. Moonstruck. I love, love the movie, movie Moonstruck. Freaking love it. And Olympia Dukakis is doing something really interesting and special in the movie. This is an older woman, older actress. Her kids are grown. Mm-hmm. And 
she's navigating now in her life that her husband is cheating on her. She feels unloved and unappreciated, but she's very <laughs> uh, funny and sarcastic about her life. She's um, self-referential. And I love when she goes out to eat by herself and uh, talks with the older gentleman who's constantly dating t- women that are too young for him. And she's so matter of fact. She's so uh, uh, enthralling to watch. I don't know why it is, but I just find it enthralling to watch her and to ask really tough questions of people. Like, why do men chase women? Yeah. And constantly seeking an answer that she already knows, mm-hmm. right? She knows. And the final sequence between her and Loretta, uh, where she's like, do you love him? And she says, oh, my, I love him awful. And she's like, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, I really love um, what she brings to the movie, what she brings to the family dynamic. And I think she's a really great mother. And very uh, typical of uh, large... I guess families that are sort of similar to Hispanic families. She's it's an Italian American family, but right. it feels very similar to Hispanic families or Latin American families. Mm-hmm. So to see her in this environment, she, you know, she's cooking and cleaning and caring for the family, but she feels a little lost and you know, her role has changed. But obviously she's still important in mm-hmm. the life of everybody around her and of course her daughter loretta yeah exactly played by Cher. (laughs) exactly academy award winner Cher for that role yes um i will say something about her it feels like there's like an almost like don't bullshit me type of quality to that she brings yes it's like i already know what you're going through like you don't have to you don't have you don't you can't make something up in front of me i know what's happening surprises me yeah exactly Exactly. And I love that about her. Like, even though she's hurting, even though she's extremely upset and fucking pissed that her stupid ass husband is out here cheating on her. Mm -hmm. It's not a she's not completely surprised. No, she's not like she takes it in stride. Yes, exactly. And I feel like moms are like that. They're like they Mm -hmm. take stuff in stride. Sure, they could get mad about something. And I love that about her is that she does get angry. Yeah. And she demands that he stop seeing her at the end of the movie. <laughs> Dad has the weirdest fucking reactions throughout the movie. <laughs> but <laughs> Olympia Dukakis <laughs> as Rose Castorini is so strong. So I strong. love her. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. Uh, my number three. My number three is this one's a quirky one. This one is oh. Rosemary Penderson played by <gasps> Patricia Clarkson in Easy A. Yes. Yes. I love yes. this. I love this mom. This is a good mom. Um, I just like the okay, so obviously the interactions with with Emma Stone are fun, but it's really the interactions Stanley with Stanley Tucci. With Tucci. Oh, the Tucci man. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is so fun seeing that dynamic of a married couple who is yes. clearly still in love with each other. Like yeah. they're on fire for each other, you know? It's crazy the way they interact with one another. Yes. The jokes that they are firing back and forth one another. They're another. so clever and quick. They are super clever and quick. Um, I 
like <laughs> when she's talking with uh, Emma Stone's character and like, uh, you know, your father was gay and just like and I knew about Stop. it and just like just like all this like stuff like that. But at the same time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels but it just feels improvised like that everything really that does. they do right it really does i you got to give it up to um both tucci and uh patricia clarkson because you know that those people are just incredible with their <laughs> delivery with improv just thinking the stuff off the top of their head like oh what if i say this you know like right. you can totally tell the wall things oh man they are just incredibly funny and i just love anytime i watch them i kind of like wait for any interactions with the parents i'm just mm-hmm. like okay when's the mom coming in on this and i'm like trying to oh there she is there we go and i'm just like ready for <laughs> whatever's happening with them uh yeah. obviously i think there's a lot of um there's a lot of stuff that tucci gets more I guess more um, play, like more people like quote him. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I will say, but Rosemary does have like the the moment with Emma Stone where she like really kind of like dives and she has the heart to heart with her, like yeah, you know, hey, what's mm-hmm. what's going on? You know, you're not seeming like yourself. You know, we still allow you to be free, but you know, there's still something a little off. And what like, did she say she's dressing as? Oh, I, <laughs> you've been dressing like, and I can't remember what it is. I'm trying to remember. Uh, <laughs> let me let me because, see if I can find because okay. there's so many. Uh, there's, there's a lot of quotes from her. Exactly, there are. Uh, like I know that, like she says, like Olive, there's a young man here to see you. He said something about asking for your hand in marriage <laughs> with like a southern accent and stuff. Like they're just like whimsical and very off. Like they're not typical parents at all. That's not a typical mother. Uh, the the one it's with uh, it's with her and Stanley Tucci. It's like. Not to mention how you've been dressing these past few days. No judgment, but you kind of look like a stripper. And Emma Stone's mom. And then Stanley Tucci, a high-end stripper for uh, governors and yes. athletes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She also said, because of the whole situation with Olive, um, I had a similar situation when I was your age. I had a horrible <laughs> reputation. Why? Because I slept with a bunch of people, mostly guys. <laughs> mostly <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it yeah but also very accepting like she, you know when she talked about the her uh her husband i just want you to know your father and i are totally supportive we love you no matter what the sexual orientation of your opposite sex partner is <laughs> you know like you know like they like they were like the most like very, liberal very leaning parents, yes. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when did that movie come out? Oh wait, uh, 2010. Oh sorry, oh, yeah, 2010. Oh, 10. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, 2010. Okay, yeah, 2010. So it's 13 years old. Wow, time flies. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my number three, Rosemary okay. Penderson. It is wow. your turn. 
But all right. I I'm sure you've heard of this woman. She's lovely. I have Molly Weasley, played by Julie Walters from the Harry Potter franchise. I don't think that she can be left off no. of the list very easily. I think she's tremendous. I think she's a powerhouse. I think every time you step into the Weasley house, you're greeted with warmth and love and care and something that's very lived in and real, even though you're freaking talking about magic and wizards and shit. Okay. Yeah. I love Molly Weasley. I think she's so heartwarming. There's something very um, comforting about her. And I love to see her in every every movie she comes out in. I'm like, oh, I just love Molly Weasley. And of course, in the final, one of the final movies, it is, it yeah, is part two. It's part two. Deathly, Deathly Hallows part two, where she's like, you know, don't touch my daughter, bitch, or whatever the line is. I just... I remember hearing the roar in the theater. Yeah. That was a big when moment. She said that was a big moment and people just cheering and clapping. And yeah, like it's such a moment of like she steps up to bat. Yeah. And who what who is it for? It's for her children. Mm-hmm. And for people who are not blood children. Absolutely. The way that she takes Harry under her wing and how she's very motherly toward him. It, it, she's the mother he never had. Yeah, and, and the mother that he deserved. Yes. Like, losing Absolutely. a mom, you know, before you even get to know her, uh, you know, obviously is so unfair for a child that having someone like Molly Weasley kind of in the place of that mm-hmm. is is such a great, like, you know, not replacement, but a great, you know, substitution yeah. for not having your own mother, you know? Yeah. Yeah, she's she's wonderful. She just missed out on my list, but she was fantastic. Anytime she would come, she I love how she would kind of like on a, you know, on a flip of a dime, she would be like so very nice to Harry and then she would be like whacking the uh, like the yeah. twins or something. <laughs> like, no, stop doing that. No match. And yes. then how are you doing, Harry? And just like yes. he was <laughs> it's so funny the the way she like really wanted to make sure that Harry was you know, integrated and felt part of the family, you know? Yeah, taken care of. Taken care of indeed. All right, so that was your number two. My number two, um, I would say this is more of a of a cold mother, uh, but still a very protective mother, and that is Sarah Connor from Terminator. Ah, Sarah Connor. Yeah, Sarah Connor. Talk to me about Sarah. So uh, we meet Sarah, obviously, in the first Terminator you know, we find out she's pregnant. Uh, yep. We f- we see her first in her first actual foray into motherhood in T two. Yes, uh, T two is where she really becomes a mother. You yeah. know, because not just any mother. No, an apocalyptic mother. Okay. Basically, the 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 mother of a messianic figure, pretty much. If you think about it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, like, when we when we meet her in T2, she's in a an asylum. Because okay, they, but let's <laughs> talk about the difference between Sarah in The Terminator and Sarah in T2. Yeah, there is a difference between those two women. Because she's not a mother. She's not a soldier in no. The Terminator. She's just a regular gal. Mm-hmm. And 
I think the moment that stands out to me is when she tells Reese. Yeah, wow, Reese. I'm like pulling it from memory. Um, Reese, on your feet, soldier. And you see that her voice kind of gets like really gruff. And you feel, oh, she could lead a, a messianic figure into rebelling. Mm, right? Yeah. She is commanding in that moment yeah and that's pretty much the extent you know that final sequence is the extent of the sarah connor the soldier the warrior the the rebel t2 we enter in on this entirely different character yes okay she is jacked Oh my She's god. She's ripped. The escape from the asylum scene. I it, it's incredible. It's a feat in and of itself to have such a such a scene and Linda Hamilton transformed and lo and behold she is just a mother trying to get back to her son. Yes. She's trying to do right by him, trying to do right by the future. Yeah. Because that's that's the that's the crazy <laughs> that's thing about thing. that. It's not just yeah. like, oh, I have to save my son. It's more like I have to save the the all hope of humanity for the future is right. in my son. So you can see the messianic uh you know, Mary Mother of Jesus figure that she sort of becomes, not that Mary Mother of Jesus was, you know, carrying, carrying a- ARs and busting out of prison the way that she does but (laughs) you get what i'm saying right of course (laughs) she's empowering Mm -hmm. i think every woman aspires to be some level of linda hamilton in t2 yes (laughs) to be quite honest hell i think even boys want to be like linda hamilton in t2 come on she's freaking racking them up she is. She truly is. And and I will say, like, she doesn't give off, like, motherly tendencies. No, she's not. She's uh, not. Soft. No. She's not even all. warm. No. To her child. She's not. But. She has a job. Yeah. She has a job. She has a an objective. Mm-hmm. You know? And for her. Unless she is doing that objective, unless she is doing that job, she doesn't feel like she's functioning. Right. She's restless. Yeah. Restless. And but through those actions, you see how much care she has for John. Mm -hmm. You know, she is doing anything she can, especially like getting jacked to the nines and (laughs) pulling out weapons and, you know. What did she do to the guy, to the computer guy in his home? Didn't she like shoot him in like the leg or something oh, or yeah, in the no, arm? She shot him. Yeah, yeah. Like you're gonna do this, and he's <laughs> like, no, and she just shoots him in the arm. No, you're gonna do this. So like, just the persistent nature of, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah, and moms are whatever like whatever it takes. Whatever moms it takes. Are, yeah, try and stop. Try and stop a mom. It. You can't. You won't. <laughs> you never will. So, yeah. You, what? Who one. is your number one mom? My number one mom is Marmy, played mm. by Susan Sarandis slash Laura Dern. 
in Little Women. Yeah, that's a good choice. That's a very that's good choice. A, it's a very pleasant yes. choice. I the Little Women movies are just so great to oh watch. They're very, again, very warm and comforting. You feel like you're sitting by the fire and you're not sitting by a fire. <laughs> and uh, Marmy is very admirable. She's very philanthropic. She's constantly looking out for those of lesser means than sh- than she. And honestly, they are on. Yeah, they're, they're not, not exactly rich. By rich. Any, they're poor. Right. Yeah. But she's taking care of the really destitute. Okay. She is super mom. She has like 50 girls. She's raising them all to be decent people, to be uh, abolitionists. She doesn't believe in, uh, you know, slavery. She's quite progressive for the time period that the the movie slash books take place, the slash book takes place. And I love Susan Sarandon, especially as Marmy. Laura Dern's very good, but I think Susan Sarandon sort of takes the cake for me. Gotcha. I I have I I've been a fan of the newer Little Women versus the older one, and but neither one is bad. Both of them are very no, good. No, they're both just yeah. They give different things. Yeah, but the portrayals of Marmy are fantastic. And you, if you want to be in their homes, mm-hmm. you want to be there. You want to be part of their family because mm-hmm. of how she she basically wears her heart on her sleeve. And she tries to instill that in the girls, and she's always showing that to others. It's it's fantastic. Uh, that's a great choice for for a number one for sure. Uh, so, it's a true mom, you know. Yeah, she is a true mom. <laughs> she is a true mom. I mean, not that any of the others are not, are not true, moms, true moms, but that is true. Uh, yeah. So, what's your number one? My number one is from the animated sphere, and I'm going with Helen Parr. A.K.A. <gasps> Elastigirl, A.K.A. Mrs. Incredible, oh. played by Holly Hunter in The Incredibles. Um, okay, I have to say this was my number seven had we mm, gone with the top ten. Yeah. So I would love to hear your thoughts on Holly Hunter's Mrs. Incredible. What I really enjoy, first off, I think when women are portrayal, portrayed in superhero movies, mm. there's always like this thing of like, Oh, they're actiony, but they're also just like, like almost like an object they get treated as, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. All the time, and they're objectified. Yeah, they're objectified, and so th- the way they decide to kind of like, we're gonna take all that facade of like, oh, she's in a suit and all that. We're gonna show you how she is as a mom, you know. And so in the suburbs and, you know, trying to control, you know, Jack and you're trying to control Dash and then you're trying to uplift. What's the girl's name? Violet. Violet. You're trying to uplift her because obviously she's a shy girl. So there's so many things that she has to do at the same time. It's almost a superhero act to be a mother, you know, because there's so much. Oh, I love that take. There's so much that that you have to do. And then on top of that, she has to be supportive and encouraging of her husband who is missing that old life. Going through a midlife crisis. Yeah, he is. And she has to constantly be be there reminding him, you know, we're doing this for the good of the family. You have to be a good father for these kids. You have to instill in them discipline, you know. Mm -hmm. She can't be the only one to instill discipline. 
But yep. and but that doesn't mean that she doesn't get her time to shine as a superhero. Because oh, I love it. She gets her moment to shine. Uh, she you know comes out to save the day because Bob gets captured. So mm-hmm. she goes out there, and then when the kids sneak onto the plane, she has to <laughs> navigate a plane that's falling while at the same time making sure the kids are protected and everything doing everything she t- she can to protect her kids you mm-hmm. know while mm-hmm. at the same time saving the family saving the marriage everything mm-hmm. so yeah she is she gives everything that you need in a mom and in a superhero which are both one and the same i <clears throat> 10 out of 10 explanation i love holly hunter especially as the voice for Helen. Yes. I think she brings a really nice, gritty, raspy, hometown feel to Elastigirl. And I love the quote that's like, leaving the, saving the world to the men? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> like that quote from her. It's that's a so good great. quote. That's a good quote yeah. by her. <laughs> iconic. I think she's iconic. I think the the way that she handles motherhood is so refreshing and organic super organic to me to see her be a mom and to see her instill confidence in both the kids because the kids don't have any freaking clue what they're doing she's like never let anybody see your identity your identity is the most important thing like she's literally giving them classes on how to be a superhero and how to live life no as a quote-unquote normal kid yeah. So it's it's cool. It's I mean the whole movie's cool. The score from Michael Giacchino. Oh, I love ten that out of ten. <laughs> but but honestly, this is a great mom. <laughs> she's fantastic. Yeah, she's uh, fantastic. Yeah. So no notes. No notes. <laughs> there we go. Uh, there we go. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, yeah, that's our top five. That's our top that's five. That's our top five. I have moms. one more. Um, well, I have a few more honorable mentions, but ah. one that I did want to talk about really quick was, I don't know if you remember this movie, Raising Helen, and Joan Cusack is in that movie. Raising Helen, is that with... Uh, Hayden Panettiere that's is in it. She goes to a, like a motel or something after prom with a boyfriend, with like a skeezy boyfriend. Oh my God. And <laughs> Helen doesn't know what to do. Helen is... Um, Oh my God! What's her face? Uh, Goldie Hawn's daughter. Uh, Jennifer. Uh, 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 Kate Hudson. Oh my God! Kate, Kate Hudson. Hudson. Kate Hudson's character doesn't know what to do, mm-hmm. so she calls Jenny Portman, that's Joan Cusack's character, to the rescue because she is super mom, and she goes over to the motel, like eight or nine months pregnant. She's about to pop. Oh my God! She busts in the door, and she says. This incredible speech, which I'm sure you can look up online on YouTube, but it ends with Hayden Pinnatier going, you ruined my life. (laughs) And Joan Cusack goes, well, we'll fix it later. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say that the whole speech, the whole character is pure mom goals. I think she's incredible. Yes, she's a little uptight. They deal with it within the course of the movie, but that particular moment of her saving head and pinch here from like a really ugly looking prom night um is great yeah it is it yeah. is great really memorable i like that scene a lot good stuff wow that 
overall, all these ladies, when they when they show up as their as moms, they really come through for their kids. They really come through their, for their families, every single one of them. So shout out to all moms out there. Yeah. Whether you're on the big screen or whether you're in a home, doesn't matter where you are. Shout yeah. out to you. You are the superhero in our lives. So, uh, so that has been our episode today. Um, yeah. Next week, um, speaking of family, it's all about family because Get out. it's Get time for out. Fast X next week. Uh, that is what we're going to be reviewing. We are getting back into our Chevy Challengers and we are going <laughs> to. we're gonna ride out out. here we go uh so stay tuned for that episode in the meantime you know where to follow us on social media at always critic pod that's twitter facebook instagram and tiktok if you are listening for the first time thank you so much we really appreciate that subscribe on your favorite podcast app look for always a critic podcast or just subscribe to the episode that you're listening to right now and you'll be able to follow us for all upcoming episodes leave us a review five stars it goes a long way for us uh you know leave us a review on apple podcast because we're really looking for reviews there so leave us there and then finally if you've done all that show some support through patreon patreon uh it lets you get involved in the show showing your support go check out the page patreon.com slash always critic pod and with that We'll let you go. I hope you everyone has a great week. That's been our episode. I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this has been the Always the Critic podcast. Yeah.